There's a lot of people out there that claim to be Christians, but today we're going to look at, are we following Jesus? Are we really following him? Thanks for joining us. This is episode three. We're going to be looking at, are we following Jesus? I want to take the text today from Matthew chapter 10, verses 34 to 39. It says, Do not think that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I have not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to set a man against his father, and a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And a person's enemies will be those of his own household. Whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. So we look at this issue of following Jesus. It's not really even a concept that was clear to me in my early walk, even with growing up as a good Christian boy and a good Christian family. I mean, I went to church and I hear all of the explanation of what a Christian is, but this idea or concept that I'm a follower of Christ didn't really jump out at me until I began to read the Bible for myself. And I just had this constant call that came out of the, the Gospels just screaming at me. Jesus would talk to his followers and people that hadn't followed him yet, and he would say, you know, leave your nets, come and follow me. He would say to the rich man, sell all your possessions and come and follow me. It was just this persistent and urgent call that we're supposed to be coming and following Jesus. Now, as a follower of Christ, you have to ask, what does that actually mean? I mean, Jesus is not sugarcoated here at all. In Matthew 10, he's saying, you know, even people in your own household may ultimately reject you for your cause because you follow me and follow after me. And on that night when Jesus said this, he knew that he was going to the cross because he said, Whoever does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Now, following Christ with the cross, that's like saying, if you don't jump in an electric chair next to me, then you're not a true follower. That meant arrest and execution in the most horrible way. And he's telling his disciples to follow him. So I'm going to ask you, where does Jesus fit into your life? What role does he play? Even in church, a lot of times now it's it's the cliche, a clicky kind of way of talking of, oh yeah, I'm a follower of Christ, or I follow Jesus. But take an honest look. I used to think that I was a Christian because I went to church. But the early church was called Christians because they were devoted followers of Christ. They were so much like Jesus that people that didn't know him were able to identify those people that followed Jesus as Christ followers. That's where the name Christian came from. Now that's a big difference, because I would live my life, and I would go to church, but that was like a, a secondary thing to me. It wasn't the central theme of my life, was that I'm a follower of Christ, and there's a huge difference. Does the act of you following Jesus shape the decisions that you make? I mean, because you're a follower of Jesus Christ, does that change some things that you don't do that you normally would do, or that you've done in the past? Maybe it makes you do some things that you haven't done before. And these are tough questions. There was a story 
it was a, a true story, a recount. There's a historical count in the Bible where Jesus said to this man, he said, if you would be perfect, go and sell your possessions and give it to the poor. You will have treasure in heaven and come follow me. Now, this was the story of a rich ruler. He came to Jesus and he wanted to know. He's like, hey, you know what I have to do to go to heaven? And Jesus said, well, you know, the commandments, you know, don't steal, don't kill, don't commit adultery on your father and mother. And he came back and said, well, yeah, I've done that since my youth. And Jesus said, well, you're lacking one thing. Is when he said, if you want to be perfect, if you want to hit the nail on the head, go sell everything that you own and give that to the poor. That way you're going to have treasure in heaven and come follow me. Now, the Bible tells us that that man went away sorrowful because he wasn't able to put Jesus Christ first place in his life and put all of his stuff and his possessions and submission under Jesus. We also have in James chapter 2 and verse 17, says, So also, faith by itself, if it doesn't have works, is dead. Now, when we think about faith, and what is faith? What's the substance of things hoped for? But as a Christian, when you walk out your life with Jesus Christ, if you don't have works in your life, then your faith is dead. You cannot claim to be a Christian and only come to church on Sunday and sit in the pew and fill that pew and then go and live your life however you want to and call yourself a follower of Christ. There wasn't any breaks for Jesus. He lived it 24-7, seven days a week. He was the real deal. And as Christ's followers, we also are called to be the real deal. We don't just plug in our time sitting in a pew and then live our merry lives our merry way however we want and choose. If you are in submission to God, then that means that you submit to God. Matthew 7 says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter into the kingdom of heaven. Wait a second. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter into the kingdom of heaven. But only he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Just because you say that Jesus is your Lord, or that you cry out to Jesus and say, Lord, Lord, that doesn't mean that he is the Lord of your life. Just because you call Jesus your Lord doesn't mean that he rules and reigns over you. It's not complicated. When Jesus tells us to do something, we do it. If we truly are in submission to God, when he gives us instruction, when he gives us guidance, if he tells us in his word, this is what you're supposed to do, then we do it because we're in submission to him. So maybe the question isn't that people struggle with of why do I follow Jesus or how do I follow Jesus? So maybe the question isn't how do I follow Jesus because that's pretty clear in the Bible. I think a lot of times people struggle with why. Why should I follow Jesus? For my personal life, I followed Jesus because I believe the Holy Spirit convicted me as I read through the Gospels and I heard the words of Jesus in my heart and mind of follow me. It was a call and I had this call and I'm like, all right, I've got to follow this. I've got to see what this is about. And I dug and dug until um, I was satisfied that I had got a hold of a truth, something that I could stand on. But in Luke 20 in verse number 18, it says, Everyone who falls on that stone will be broken to pieces, and when it falls on anyone, it will crush him. You want a good reason for Jesus to be Lord of your life. is He's Lord of the universe. Now, when he came to earth, he was rejected by the church and the religious leaders of that day. Jesus claimed himself that he was the cornerstone. He was the stone at the very head that everything else revolves around him. Sometimes people ask me about different religions and different beliefs, different values, or what about this doctrine in the church? 
my first question to them is, what do you do with Jesus Christ? When you look at whatever you're looking at, where is Jesus in all this? Because he is the cornerstone. And if you surrender your life to Jesus and you fall on him, then your life will be broken to pieces. Just like we started with, that you may have issues in your life that comes up because of it. It's not easy. Jesus was very plain and very clear that if you follow me, it's going to be hard. Sometimes people would come and ask and say, hey, you know, I want to follow you. You know, I want to be one of your disciples. And he said, well, listen, I mean, foxes have dens, the birds of the air have nests, but I have nowhere to, to lay my head at night. Are you sure this is what you want to do? But if you don't submit your life to God, if you don't submit to Jesus and his authority and allow yourself to be broken, remade, then you're going to be facing judgment and he's going to be your judge. And there's two books. Uh, when you come to the end of your end of your time and it comes to judgment, the first book is the book of life. If you are a follower of Jesus Christ, then all of your sin and wretchedness goes under the account of Jesus Christ. And Jesus paid for your sins on the cross. And so when God, the Father, and Jesus Christ looks at you, they see the righteousness of Jesus Christ because his perfect life and his death, burial, and resurrection on the cross was applied to your life. But if you reject Jesus, if you refuse to fall onto that stone and be broken to pieces, then, then on Judgment Day, then you will give account to God. And it's not Jesus that will be paying that price. You will be accountable for your life and the sins that you've committed against God. A few verses on following Jesus Christ. Just uh, keep in the back of your mind. Again, Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. John 8, 12. And whoever does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Matthew 10, 38. Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children. Ephesians 5, 1. If anyone serves me, he must follow me. And where I am, there will my servant be also. If anyone serves me, the Father will honor him. John 12, 26. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus, for good works, which God prepared beforehand, that we should walk in them. Ephesians 2.10 For to this you have been called, because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example, so that you might follow in his steps. 1 Peter 2.21Thanks for listening. This has been a segment of Isaiah House Audio Productions based out of Orange, Virginia. We're a Christian podcast about Christian living. We share practical tips for how to walk out your faith in everyday life. Check us out online at www.isaiah.house. Again, that is www.isaiah.house. There you'll find daily devotional in the form of a blog. Sign up for our email list and even learn how to plug into the ministry.